Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were joined by James and Rab from Las Vegas. They were good. Yeah, Yeah, they're playing a festival uh, next weekend. And uh, they've both got, uh, both big football fans. James has some real footballing credentials, as you will discover. Um, We also uh, spoke to a guy called Chris Pigeon, who had quite the story to tell of how he went from Newcastle to a minor uh, Spanish second division team and got quite a lot of notoriety. That's Mike Ashley for me. We had, yeah, that's it. Driven he was, driven all that way. We had a bit of a chat about various things and Martin Kellner joined us with a week of sport on TV. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, I'm, I'm on an ever... <laughs> a lifelong quest to improve my gut health. My gut bacteria, so I've taken, been taken to drinking kombucha. Yeah, you, you've come in today with a small can of mm. sort of a Red Bull sized can of what's it? Is it what's it called? What? It's by a company called Remedy. And um, what what, what flavour? Uh, cherry plum. Cherry plum kombucha. Mm. Okay, what a player he was. It's sort of fermented. You yeah. are. <laughs> and what, what's wrong with your gut health? Why do you? Why you? Well, why is there an ongoing need to sort I, out your gut? Why do health? I always have a lot of emodium in my bag? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. If you're it's having a, your lunch, you did ask. that was far too graphic. <laughs> but um, yeah, and he took one sip of it, and you should have seen his face. He's like he was <laughs> chewing a lemon. So it's it's not that tasty, then, is it? Or mm, not? It's a bit. Yeah, it's not great. But you know, no disrespect to the people at Remedy. <laughs> <laughs> no dis. It's like you're talking about a cent and a half. No <laughs> disrespect to the lad, but he's not Premier League. Class. I was just thinking, kombucha. Mm. It would have been made, you know, a, a, a kind of quite right on Chaz and Dave song, wouldn't it? <laughs> kombucha. Well, yeah. I'm trying to sort out my gut health. Kombucha. That would work. It's funny, it? I was, uh, a sketch with uh, Chaz and Dave and, and David and Frank came up on my YouTube feed. It was very funny. Very good. Well, I'm going to check it out. They were good. Uh, talking of Spurs, that was one of Harry Kane's great goals and also on the same night, one of Timo Werner's worst misses. I can't believe it. I watched it about yeah. 20 times. I couldn't believe it. I know. It's, it looked like, I thought it was some soccer aid at first. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, he, he's a good player. I don't know what it is about him. I think it's, it's he, gone. I think, I think he panics. <laughs> when he's in front of the goal with a goal gaping, he panics. He has, <laughs> you know, it, it was, if you haven't seen it, it was some miss from Germany's game the other night. Not that it made a he did score. To be fair to him, he scored a couple yes, of goals. He in did the break, score. But... Have you seen? He's a prankster. You see, they they put him and I think uh, he's a good man. I feel for him really. Him, he just and, can't put him and Ben Chilwell, the yeah. they have a little prank on mm. um, Kai Havertz. Um, mm. But it, I mean, it wasn't that elaborate. They just waited round the corner at the training ground, and when he came down the stairs, they went boo. 
and they, they found <laughs> it hilarious, well, which is why we don't do get it. a lot of German sitcoms over <laughs> here. Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, Spurs New Ground has won a major architectural prize at beautiful yeah, stadium. They've got top bus ride we have um, yeah. on Sunday. Well, it says the North London, this is in the citation, the North London complex delivered an, quote, unparalleled experience for the multiple users of this collection of buildings. I was thinking, not when Jose was there, no, didn't <laughs> There was no unparalleled experience <laughs> there. And uh, well done to Nuno, winning manager of the month. But they're mm. dancing in the street of Purley on that news. And indeed, here on Talk Sport, I would yeah. imagine, as we bring you that game tomorrow, it is the old curse of, isn't it? He's got to buck that. Well, it could be. You know, yeah. We'll see. So, I, I'm so excited about the tennis tomorrow. Jamie Murray's in the final of the doubles. Yeah. Look, you, Andy, how can you be cynical about this young kid who's, who was a kind of it wasn't it wasn't even in the frame wasn't even considered to get anywhere near this position no, i mean young british tennis it doesn't matter about the sport it transcends the no, sport no, I, journalistically i get it i get it. it's a great story yeah. i understand that but well, i think from a, from on a, human, a human level story, it's a great yeah. story but i just got it still leaves me cold i still won't I haven't watched one shot she's ever played right. either at wimbledon <clears> or here because <throat> i'm not interested so fine other people are interested that's good for yeah. them me personally, what yeah. would it take, Andy? What would it take? Nothing. I okay. couldn't care less. I, <laughs> no. couldn't, I, just, okay, well. I know. I realise I'm the only person in Britain that couldn't care less. But I am. You might not be. There might be yeah. thousands out there. I but. actually think. You see, for example, I think. Oh, I heard Rupert's when she's 18. It's fantastic. I think it's easier to do this at 18 than it mm. is like Naomi Osaka when you're older and you've got all the pressures and you you've won a couple of times and then you have pressure to win again. Yeah. But this way, I think you know she's got nothing to lose. Good luck to her, you know. Personally, yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, great. <laughs> I wouldn't do what this bloke did in the star, though. Mm, what's that? Use her success to have a go at somebody else. He, he, this bloke, all boy, he calls himself. Oh. Uh, a sensational um, Emma Raducanu. Somebody ought to send Joe Condra a box video set of Emma's victories for Christmas. She might just learn out how to close out a match. You think, no don't do that. that. No, no need, need for that. that. You need to, really. to do that. We, we are interested to know this afternoon whether you've ever witnessed. Um, uh, a star um, very, very early on because uh, I think the first WTA uh, tournament event was yeah, in June. Don't let Tim Vickery on tell us about June, that. Well, he, he always it. tells us about, uh, yeah, that's right, he always tells us. Gold, I tell you, he always says, Tim, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he saw Lionel Messi when he was 16 and said, well, he looks quite good. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> yeah. he didn't say he's not going to make it. Maybe you saw, there's two ways of looking at this, seeing them uh, uh, a diamond in the rough and thinking, wow, I was lucky to see that this kid's going to be mm. big, whether it's in sport, in showbiz, in music or anything. And I wrote him off as in miles too small, never make it. In, that's <laughs> right, too, yeah, tiny kid. <laughs> Um, I'm sure a lot of coaches would have done. How often do you hear that from coaches? Oh, yeah, yeah he's a good player, yeah. but he's you know he's a bit small. The um, or you wrote them off and said no, nah, too Bob, not a chance. And they went on to be bigs. I've got, I've got any Andy. You did a show called Rookies where you met lots of sports stars. I met Charlotte Edwards before yeah. she became England captain, and mm. uh, I remember bowling to her in the nets. We were doing a feature. How old was she then? Fifteen, sixteen. Right. She was incredible. She whacked my bowling all over the well, North that's, that's, School. That's no yardstick for well, greatness, I don't know. That's a man that has dismissed many <laughs> professional cricketers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for caught... <laughs> caught in the deep. <laughs> caught, caught long off. It's um, my speciality. I, I, I went to the good people at World Soccer Magazine to the Dallas Cup over in, believe it or not, Dallas. Yes. And uh, Eddie Gray took a lead team over there and there were many good young players in that team, including the lad at centre-half. I think he was... Barely 16. I thought, blimey, he looks good. What's his name, Eddie? 
That's Jonathan Woodgate, he said. So <laughs> sometimes, you know, yeah. you see this. Do you want a music one? This yeah. one for the jazzers. On, I went and saw Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers in the early 80s. Really? And uh, he'd just taken on this new sort of uh, band member, 19-year-old trumpet player called Winton Marsalis. And he trained on, I think it's fair to say. Fair to say, It yeah. may have gone over the heads of some, but uh, if you like jazz Talk- trumpet, <laughs> then then you may be aware who that is. Talking of music, I cut this out <laughs> on the, mm. just sitting at the desk before. It's a picture of Don McLean. Have you seen him lately? The the, the singer of... Not I the think guy he's been eating too Jack. many American pies. <laughs> you sound like the bloke who wrote to the star. <laughs> That's horrible, I, I think it? I'll write that. <laughs> you might get star letter. And you definitely say bye-bye American pie, mate. Slagging off those people for saying <laughs> stuff like that. He's ate too many American <laughs> pies. Honestly, I Who ate you, all the American pies. I had, good like you can't sit. If you go to a Don McLean concert and you're there to, you know, and mm. that would be yeah, that wouldn't be a good thing to shout out, would it? Really, really. Oh, Don, you'd, you'd probably be chucked out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with what Jim was saying earlier. What a nonsense situation this is. We're going to be discussing it shortly. That the managers mm. of the Premier League team still don't know whether they can play their South American players. Although Steve Bruce mm. said earlier on that uh, Almiron could play, Paraguayan international mm. could play. Um, so maybe he's heard something everybody else hasn't. But it does seem fairly bonkers. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. You, you wrote off someone yeah, in your shop, didn't you? You had a Oh yes. You had I a did, mate yeah. who was working with Seal. That's right, he was living with Seal and yeah. uh, when Seal was doing demos and I mean one day he brought in the music and he put <clears> it on I won't get that rubbish off. <laughs> brought in the first single, they brought yeah. in uh, Killer, didn't they? And, did, uh, yeah. and you said, "Oh god, that's terrible. Get that off." So he one. got his own back seal when he came in. He did, yeah. You, did you tell him that when Seal came in? He likes tennis. He did about ten minutes, and we couldn't shut him up. And we tennis. had to basically we had to shut him down. We had to turn the mics off. <laughs> Why don't we get him on? Let's get him on to talk about Emma Raducanu. See if he can turn you around. <laughs> um, uh, after listening to Ed Sheeran's first album, um, uh, he said he'll, uh, he'll never have a success, successful second album. Uh, said C and C. I cringe every time I'm reminded mm. of it. Well, we all get stuff yeah, wrong, well, don't of course we? we do. What about the bloke who signed the Beatles and all that, or did? as the case may be. From Decker. Yeah, that's right. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport now. The uh, the unusual tale of the Newcastle fan who uh, went to Spain, fell in love with uh, a part, the northwest part of the country, and a football team mm. in particular, and then found himself uh, on the balcony with the players and as a lucky mascot of the team when they won the title. It's, his name is Chris Pigeon. He joins us now. Hi, Chris. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, yeah, it's an amazing story. Good I mean, story. I, I've, I've, I've outlined it so you can flesh it out for us. So how, did, how did you happen to sort of go to that part of Spain in the first place? It's on um, a pil- pilgrimage walk between, mm. um, well, it's called the Camino Frances, um, which ends in Santiago de Compostela. It's also known as the Way of St. James. Um, so I don't know if there's a connection with me being a Newcastle fan, and, um, <laughs> but I was tempted to that part of the world onto the way of St. James in 2011. Yeah. Uh, Ponferrada is the last major city before Santiago. It's about 200 kilometers um, east of Santiago de Compostela. And um, it was there that I found my spiritual awakening. Um, mm. I just happened to see the stadium on the night and something about it. There's hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Wow. Was there a game on um, that night, Chris? Back, was there a match there on wasn't that evening? A game. Oh, right. There was no game, but the floodlights were on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and the, the training pitch, the annex is just outside the stadium, so I was able to see um, the younger kids like warming up. The uh, youth teams um, were were doing a training session on the evening under floodlights, but then the stadium lights were on next door, um, and it was just when I got home that stuck in my head. Um, who was that team? And I started to follow their follow their results. Um, they played in the Copa del Rey of Real Madrid, home and away that year. Actually scored in the Bernabeu. And um, when I was listening to that game, I heard the Pontaradina fans singing their local folk song um, in an amazing setting. And it just, something hit a nerve with me, I suppose, that wow. um, I wanted to look more into the club. So 2011 is when I started to follow them, but it was complete accident that um, that they they've become my team, and nowadays they're somewhat of an obsession. Yeah, yeah it's great. What does the club make of you? I mean, I presume they must be aware of you. Certainly, yes. Um, I'm considered their only international supporter. <laughs> I don't think that's the case now. Um, there may be a couple of others. There's certainly a Peruvian living in Madrid who um, is on Twitter vying for my title. But um, the club have been superb with me. My first game was in 2014, so it did take me a while to actually get to a game. Um, I saw a victory in the first game with um, a goal Olympico, which is a goal direct from a corner um, on my first game. And um, the um, the fan, uh, the club have just been fantastic with me. Um, I've met the players on a number of occasions. Um, when I went there in 2019, uh, we were... F- going to the promotion playoffs as you mentioned in the introduction um, and um, the, I was interviewed by the media there and it was completely 
<laughs> an unfamiliar setting for myself. Yeah. Uh, but such such fun. It's such fun to follow this team. They're really a big part of my heart now. Sure. I mean, Chris, mm. you make a real commitment. You don't just do this from afar. You actually moved to the area, didn't you? You moved <laughs> to that region and uh, and lived uh, in that region as well at Pomferrada to follow the team. So, I mean, that, 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 was, that was some commitment. It's a commitment. It's not a sensible way of doing it. Um, <laughs> I left my job and took a credit card with me, so I, would, I wouldn't recommend that. I'm I'm still paying it off at times, I think. But um, the um, yeah, the journey following the team for a year in 2014-15 um, was um, just my way of giving something back to us. The country I've loved Spain since I was uh, first taught Spanish in secondary school, and. Um, Love football all my life, so what better way to see a country than go and follow a team? Um, it just happened to be a team that nobody had heard of. Yeah. So, what would you do if they got into La Liga and started playing the likes of Barcelona or Real Madrid? Would you still have that same affection for them? Of course, it's um, it, it's it's a dream to be in the top flight. Um, but I'm just enjoying the journey. I'm so pleased that we're a second division club. Um, it's only the 10th year in our history we've been in that uh, that higher standard. So for me, we're, we're punching above our weight as it is. So to be even considered as, um, as talk of potential playoffs to get to that top flight is just such an amazing feeling. Um, our top goal scorer and captain, Yuri de Souza, is uh, 39 years of age. And he said it is his aim to take this club to the uh, top tier. And um, I can assure your listeners that um, if we do go up this season, I'll be going out there to join, uh, join in the games next season um, if, if we're allowed to travel. You've moved, you've moved okay. back now, haven't you, Chris? I believe you've moved back to the UK. Yes. Yes, we moved back to the UK, yes. Oh, so, wow. um, I, uh, is it harder to follow um, the, the team? Because are, are they on telly? In the, when they were in the third tier, it was difficult. I would have to. I would listen to the radio commentary mainly, but um, the odd game was on uh, either Galician TV uh, because we're near Galicia in northwest Spain, or on if we played one of the Madrid teams, it would often be on their local TV. Mm. Um, so I did see several games um, from from my home in York, but um, I, I still made sure that I travelled out there to see them in person several times each year. Uh, even from the UK. And if they were playing Newcastle, so the Europa Conference League, they go up Newcastle. Again, the old let's, let's start slowly. But Conference League position. Who would you be? Who would you be cheering for, Chris? I'd be in the pond for Adina, um, <laughs> um, um I um I, I think Pomfredina have more chance of getting to Europe than Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to this, has it? Wow, fantastic. <laughs> well, look, it's a lovely story, Chris. Good to talk to you. And uh, hopefully, sort of, I think post pandemic or soon, you'll be able to get out there and watch the team again. But thanks for joining us. I'm going out there next Ooh. month to mark my 10th anniversary. So, um, Brilliant. So, mm. the 10, 10 years since I've spotted. So, I will be out there first weekend in October. But thanks so much for inviting me on. Yeah, yeah. pleasure. Good to tell story. Thanks a lot. There's Chris Pigeon there, Pom Faradina fan, then Newcastle. I think we've the yeah. pecking order has been established there, of course. And yeah, interesting, isn't it? How you kind of get you get sort of into no, I like that. Club. It's not it's yeah. not it's like those other people that ring up, you know, and say, Hello Adrian, I'm a Barcelona fan. You shut up. 
Yeah. You're not really, <laughs> no. are you? It's very easy to but say. That yeah. is genuine. But he was, he was, even when he was living here, he bought a season ticket, he made a commitment, and uh, but then to go and watch them sort of home and away for a whole season. He used to cycle there as well whenever we got round to that. Well, not from Newcastle. No, no, no. <laughs> when he was living <laughs> in Spain. Away, really. But they said he cycled to all of their games and put on 19,000 kilometres in cycling. Tremendous. That's it's, what you call passion. That that very much is. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's been times over the years, you know, I don't live very far from Tottenham. I could probably I get, there was a time when I was a kid I could get there in about 15 minutes and there's been times I wouldn't open my curtains to go and <laughs> see them. <laughs> you see, that, that, level of, that level of commitment puts you to shame, doesn't it, really? It does, really. Yeah. Uh, we're asking you about whether, uh, you, because 200 people saw Emma Raducanu in her first WTA game in only this June hmm. in uh, Nottingham. We hope to chat to one of them a little bit later on. Um, so we wondered if you've uh, seen the diamonds in the rough uh, or maybe written them off or said, oh, yeah, they're going to be stars. There's a bit of a weird one from Mark. He says, my dad is a retired bank manager. A band came to see him looking for a loan to release a single. He dismissed it as rubbish and refused the loan. The band Black Lease, the single Agadoo. Oh, dear. <laughs> he says, <laughs> quite epic take That's that was, really. Uh, just think, what? yes, if you know, we've been robbed of that amazing song. Wouldn't we really? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. That is Las Vegas, and they are playing at the Playground Festival uh, in uh, Glasgow from the 24th to the 26th of September. Uh, interesting lineup. Uh, also, uh, Khalees, Nile Rogers and Sheik, Libertines, Razorlight. Um, yeah, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Blimey, that is really? an interesting, wow. diverse lineup. Um, uh, joining us now from uh, the band uh, James and Rab. Good afternoon, guys. Hiya. How you doing? Good, thank Good. you. I was just I was just looking up when the uh, the vaccine passports kick in in Scotland, but uh, this just pre- this just predates it, doesn't it? So this is the week before uh, it all kicks in. Yeah, we've already did a couple of a couple of festivals in England, and we had to kind of provide that for them already. So I think this has been in the works for a while. Yeah, with it and just had the crowd. Who knows? There would have been some people there hurriedly getting off. Hmm. to sort things out but they haven't got to worry about that for a while um yeah. so yeah J- james we're saying it's a it's a to say a culture club are playing as well it's quite a quite an eclectic lineup isn't it uh, it is it is well i mean there's not much difference between culture club and glass vegas really. <laughs> <laughs> you probably i think you're spending less time in makeup than george <laughs> Don't be so uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, right. yeah. I mean, this, I'm just wondering, Rob, are there bands there you want to see? When you look down the line, you think, well, hope, you know, what time we're on, what time they're on? Are there people you'll go and, you'll go and watch? Uh, well, I think we're on in the Friday night. So the two bands that are playing after us, we're actually friends with both the bands. It's the band James and the band The Libertines. Oh, right. So, I mean, it's it's quite good for us that we'll, we'll get to hang out with them as well and, uh, see them, but uh, I'm sure the other days will be great. But obviously, our day is going to be the best one. So, yeah. well, I think the thing is, we need to mention is it's my mom and Rab's mom are twin sisters. Mm. So, oh. right, so we're cousins, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <aye>. <laughs> and um, it's, it's their birthday that day. Oh, nice. So, 
I think I think no matter who, who's playing, I think that'll be the the big thing for us. You know what I mean? Highlight of the day. Make sure that we yeah celebrate. What are the mum's musical tastes? What were you both brought up listening oh, to at home? Oh right. Okay, well I start Rab. Yeah, you go first. I mean, I could even, I could speak for Rab. I mean, obviously we I was always in Rab's house and all that when I was annoying Mama, she'd just send me didn't matter betters, but uh <laughs> simply red. Mm-hmm. Simply red was a big a big part. Like anytime I was in Manny's house yep. and she would always have posters on the wall and tell you wee stories about the, the, the artwork and all that stuff. Okay. So we always heard simply red and and Mama and in, in our house, it was I remember a time when uh, even now, these uh, to this day, when I hear uh, rock set, it must have been love. I can hear the Hoover in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, that's the way I still hear it now. But uh, I think I've played that a few times. Yeah, Roy Orbison and stuff. I but um, I actually said that to Mick Cucknell when we played on the Jules Holland show. Mm. Uh, Mick Cucknell was was playing as well, and uh, I, I think he just looked scared when me and Rab just. Like, you know what I mean? Just ran up to him to tell him how much my auntie loves his music. It just looked really freaked out. Sounds like she knows her stuff about the band as well. It could be her specialist subject on Mastermind by the sound of it. She knows all about the artwork and everything. Fantastic. I, well, it was, I think it was, I think it was like, I think it was like, a, if I remember right, it was a train in one of the posters and it had like, it was like, I think it was 8013 or something like that. And um, that's my Roberta's phone number. And oh, she right. thought that Mick, Mick and her were, were going to get together, I think. Well, we haven't got the first part of the number, so no, I think, we're, that's I think fine. We're, we're fairly safe. So <laughs> The band have been going since, uh, I mean, your first album in 2008. So it's been going for a long time. I know, I know, still still together yeah. you know what I mean I know I, I mean I don't know I mean it, does it seem like I guess in some ways it's, it does seem like a long time and then in other ways it's, it's sort of I just it keeps just flying by you know what I mean it's probably the same for most bands that, are, that have been around for, for that long or whatever but what do you mm. think Rab is it, is it seemed like, it, it seem like it's dragged then it feels like it feels, it feels like a long time to be honest <laughs> I mean, uh, I, the, the the funny thing is, it kind of feels better now than what it did back at the start, which is quite strange for bands because I think bands normally start getting a bit annoyed with each other, and like I guess we still kind of got on the way we did. Now from a, just... Well, from a football point of view, you have every reason to to fall out because <laughs> you, James, you're you're a Celtic fan. All the rest of the guys in the band uh-huh. are Rangers, so that, I mean that Aye. is that's not that's not a great recipe for harmony, generally, is it? No, but I think the the, the thing is, it's like for years. I think that for years it was probably when Rangers were spending all the money and all that and winning the league all the time. I think it was it was more like pit, it was more pity <laughs> on me. And then and then I think when that all happened to Rangers and they went to the third division, then it didn't really feel like it still felt annoying and it still felt like quite you know there was tension in that. But I think now when we were got to that gig the other week, we were on the way watching it mm. when and uh, when we were travelling, and I've never wanted to punch. Paul or Rab in the face as much as my wife. Not really so much Rab, but Rab was sitting next to him, so it was just ending. It was, yeah. And it, was, it was next to Paul. It was easier. Uh, have, you, have you still got a Swedish was, drummer? No. no uh, we've, got a, we've got a Scottish drummer. Oh, okay. And he's Rangers as well, is he? Well, he actually changed the on the day. He, he, he decided that he was a Celtic fan. 
Oh. I think he just saw the craze looking my but What is to get the gig? The um so James, you, your football credentials. I mean, you oh, were third yeah. division, Scottish third division uh, player of the year. You you played uh, no, you played I a decent. I, I, you wasn't. I, I was that, is that is that a, is that a no, made I was up play? Nom- I, I was nominated for the oh. player of the year and never got it. Oh. So that's my claim to fame. Still pretty good. Oh, you played decent standard. You were at Cowden Beath, weren't you? I I it was a. Uh, Craig Levine was the manager, Cowden oh, Beast, aye. Oh. And uh, aye, it was, I played for a, a, a few teams, uh, Queen's Park, uh, Gretna, mm. and stuff like that as well. Uh, Robin Alexander was the manager there. And um, aye, I, I mean, I went, I, I think I played for a different team every year. And uh, <laughs> I think at one point, one point when my family came, they heard somebody behind them in the terrace saying that, that he must be trouble. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you, do you play now? Do you play longer than a year? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you still play? I mean, do you have a sort of, I imagine you, you, with the, some of the crew, maybe, um, you've got a decent um, five aside team, haven't you? Uh, we, well, we uh, we don't we never we we never play football with the band. I mean, at very mo- at the very most, like sometimes we'll kick a ball about, like, um, and if we're playing like a big gig. Uh, like if we're even supporting a band and it's like a big massive show or something sometimes the car parks are quite big so you can get a good kick about and all that and just try and hit the roadies and all that with the football and stuff <laughs> but it's like I, I played a game I played a charity game at Celtic um, uh, for Stelian Petrov hmm. and um, and I, honestly it, it, I always felt like when I played football that I was that you, you kind of still you kind of still go with the touch and all that and then I think when I played that, I realised how it was something was different, man. It was just, and I played a five aside about two years ago, and I came home for the five aside, and my, my, I came in and my fiance, I was, I just felt like really, really like something was wrong with my body, and I sat down and she, just, <laughs> she walked in, and I was already, I felt really, really kind of just. Just kind of like realizing that it's gone. It's all. Oh, it's. It's. Yeah. I felt like I was running about with somebody else's legs on. And it was like, <laughs> oh, she yeah. walked into the living room. She walked in and she looked at me and she says, "James, you need to understand that you're you're not the age that you think you're." And, yeah. uh, and it just. I thought, thanks. That's just what I need right now. I've been loving. We're all guilty of that at times, sure. don't we, James? That's fair. Finally- it's like mm. it's. It's this feels so weird now when I like if I'm playing something like five aside and all that. I think if I've no like really played football for years and stuff, it it's really it, your balance. I never really used to understand. I remember Alex Ferguson talking about Ryan Giggs, and he spoke about his but he did a great balance, and I never understood what that meant. Probably because I could sort of like keep my mom balanced, but then I, then I understood what he meant by it because I think even just doing a simple thing. You know what I mean? Like the ball, if the ball's coming to you and you try and like fix your feet to like control the ball and all that, it's just you're tripping well yourself and all that. Oh, it was just pitiful, man. Oh, well, don't beat <laughs> yourself up. It's worked out all right, the music business, I think. So, uh, I, yeah, it, it, it was football's loss. But look, good to talk to you, fellas. And uh, enjoy the festival um, uh, up in Glasgow. And uh, yeah, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks nice for having to you. Take care. That's uh, James and Rab from Las Vegas. And uh, as he said, they're playing on the Friday night at the Playground Festival. It's on the 24th and 26th of September in uh, in uh, Rook and Glen Park in Glasgow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
afternoon. It's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with you through until four o'clock. We'll bring you some clips of the week in the uh, final hour of the show. Todd Macklin will join us. The NFL season uh, kicked off last night and uh, Todd will be filling us in on that. Some other weird and wonderful stories in the world mm. of American sports. And uh, we'll also be speaking to a man who saw uh, Emma Raducanu only a couple of months back in her first WTA uh, tournament at uh, Nottingham. 200 people uh, in the crowd. You probably get a bigger turnout now, you would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. But first, Martin Kellner with a week of sports uh, on TV. It's a bit of a Kellner fest, Mike, because I look up at the monitors and because uh, your daughter, uh, Martha, is in New York working for Sky, she's obviously all across this story. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it's rare that she gets a chance to report on something she's really enthusiastic about and the whole nation's excited about. Except, you know, for, except, well, except for one man, of course, Andy <laughs> Jacobs. Not, not buying into except it, as, as is often the case. Oh, no, it's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I was up actually watching the um, watching the match and then watched uh, Martha on Sky at 6am uh, this morning, 1am their time. Uh, I've just spoken to her on the phone. She's very tired. But, yeah, all huge excitement. Uh, you know, very rarely uh, do I tune into anything on Amazon Prime and get terribly excited about it. But, yeah, that was uh, that's fantastic stuff. And, so, where are we going uh, to kick off today, Martin? Well, I'm going to kick off with Ted Lasso. You may remember when um, when it f- was f- when it first dropped mm. over here. Um, I said I couldn't see the point. It seemed like nonsense to me. Um, well, I was just looking at my um, at my betting site or one of my betting sites this week, and I noticed that Ted Lasso in the odds for the Emmys is one to ten. One wow. to ten, ten wow. to one on, mm. to uh, win the best original comedy. And uh, Jason Sudeikis is one to twenty. So basically, I just thought I'd pass that on. So it shows what I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, um, I finally watched the first two, and I, I did like it. I yeah, it was good. But yeah. You've got, I, I and I think does. maybe I did. It's Apple TV, and I've got to watch it on my computer. It depends know. what you're looking for, Martin. If you kind of suspend your disbelief to an extent, because it's a fairly mm. sort of potty uh, concept, potty. but. But there's a kind of warmth to it. Once you get into the yes. characters and you buy into the characters, it's look, it's an enjoyable half hour. I'll be honest, I think this second series, not quite as good as the first. I'm still enjoying it. it you know, it, it's all relative, but um, you're not going to give it a second chance, no? No, I have given it a second chance, and, I, you know, I accept that I was probably a little bit wrong. Mm. Uh, mm. But there you are. It takes a big um, man to do that. Thank you very <laughs> much indeed. Yeah. Bless you for that. So I'll, we had, I'll sign off with that. Then. We had a live game this week, didn't we, of course? We had number of live games but Poland England on ITV yeah difficult sell I think for ITV at the moment simply because we're doing so well you know ironically because we're right at the top there and it doesn't look like it's some of the desperate do or die situations that we had in the past with a world club world cup or European championship qualifiers it means they have to find a way of selling the match so obviously they chose to um, pit uh, Harry Kane against Lewandowski it was a Kane versus Lewandowski that's how uh, uh, Mark Pugat kicked off the whole thing and I was interested to find out that Lewandowski eats his meals backwards yes. I'd never heard of that before yeah really yeah he dessert uh, for hors d'oeuvre if you know what I correct. mean correct he, he starts with, he, really? he starts with a brownie and ends with soup <laughs> uh, it's, it's quick, I thought this is, this is fascinating yeah. it's just part of the you know he just wants to play for as long as he can you still have your main level. course in the same position though don't you 
Yes, yeah. that's, that's absolutely true. <laughs> well, I, I love the way you thought it through. <laughs> yes, but it's also, and I thought to myself, that's very interesting because once or twice I've been at home and I've gone to the cupboard and got a Kit Kat, and my missus has said to me, you, "Well, I'm about to bring you, you know, about to make dinner. You know, you don't want to be eating a Kit Kat now." Uh, but in future, I will, because I'll say, well, Lewandowski has a brownie before his meal. Why shouldn't I have a Kit Kat before mine? So, um, well, no, so you, can, interest- right. you can turn around and quote, you know, it's a breakfast of champions now, can't you, Absolutely. Martin? Which you've never, Absolutely. you never could have done yeah. before. Uh, you mentioned, uh, um, so of the coverage, I mean, it was pretty solid co- ITV coverage, I think it? it was pretty solid, and I do enjoy uh, Emma Hayes on, you know, in that role as mm. one of the three. Mm. Um, I did comment during the Euros that I didn't like her as a sort of the second banana in the commentary box mm-hmm. where I found she just too much too much um, but uh, as a one of the three and especially she you know she works well with Ian Wright yes when they were having the debate about uh, Chesney whether he was at fault for Harry Kane's goal which uh, you and I and everybody else knows he was mm-hmm. um, Ian Wright was sort of sticking up for his old for his old mate there and uh, she, you know she took him on and I thought uh, that was good you like a little bit of um, you know a little bit of a little free song or two yeah uh, in yeah, the she's um, yeah, so I think Emma Hayes is very good at that, mm. to be honest. So I did enjoy uh, the coverage there. Did you, Martin? Um, you said there was a, a, a documentary about uh, Emma Raducanu as well. Have, you, have they hurriedly put one together? Did I see in your notes today? Or? No, there wasn't a documentary. Oh. Uh, I mean, she's uh, the BBC covered it by going out to Bromley, but everybody's mm. doing that now. You can't move in Bromley for camera crews. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there's a, there's yeah. a lot of coverage, and uh, you know, rightly so. It's fantastic. Uh, it's an unbelievable achievement, really. Um, but no documentaries, uh, obviously. That, that is um, a staple, Martin, isn't it? Returning to uh, the, the junior tennis club oh, or catching yeah. up with the old coach. It's, it, it was a staple during the Euros of all the players, and it's yeah. pretty much it what's is, going yeah. on now, yeah. And there'll be uh, nine-year-old kids there have done, like, 17 Vox Pops today in, mm. uh, in, in Bromley. So, yeah, it's been well covered and, mm. uh, and rightly so. Uh, the other thing that I watched uh, with a lot of interest is this uh, Fever Pitch, The Rise mm. of the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, which is a documentary ser- series that the BBC, I think, are doing in partnership with the Open University. Mm. Um, so, it, I mean, that's presumably because there are so many sort of academic areas of sport that you can now go into as far as university um, courses go. I know, you know, when I was at university back in the dark ages, mm. if you were no good at sport, that was it. A career in sport was not for you. You had to find something else. But these days there's sports psychology, there's sports journalism, there's uh, sports agents. There are all sorts of uh, areas of sport you can go into, which I assume is the uh, thinking behind the documentary, mm. which I found a wee bit muddled, to be honest. Mm. Um, because it, on, on the one hand, it was about Sky and mm. uh, paying the 300 grand, 300 million up front for the, uh, for the Premier League mm. and how it saved Sky guy which is not entirely accurate having written the book about all this stuff mm. um i kn- do you remember I, th- I think a couple of weeks ago i quoted that joke when sky first started and people said what's gray and hangs off the side of a sky dish mm. uh, the answer being a council house very harsh Martin. Very, very harsh it was but it was a joke that was going the rounds mm. at the time uh, and then in 1990s there's a couple of years before the premier league sky covered that uh, cricket tour in the west indies mm which we'd never, ever been able to see before. I think Graham Gooch's team, they won the first... T20 
test, as I recall. And, you know, there was a sudden rush in, you know, away from, uh, you know, f- from the areas that they were talking about um, in the south of England, especially to get sky dishes. Mm. So uh, and then there was the World Cup, wasn't there, in, in cricket as well? Um, and I think to some extent, they sort of, probably for the sake of simplicity, they sort of overestimated the fact, that, you know, the influence that sky, that football had, which it clearly mm. did. Oh, of course, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, on saving Sky, I think there were a whole a whole raft of reasons. Mm. Um, but it was interesting to notice that in the early days on um, Monday Night Football, they tried to do, which never worked really, they tried to do a sort of um, NFL-type full show type thing and uh, with sumo wrestlers. Yeah, and, I thought uh, they stuff with John Smith, their old friend John Smith, the agent, oh, watching... Watching back the sumo wrestlers with a, he looked like he'd almost forgotten at uh, times. I yes. remember them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but it, it's Richard Keyes' jacket. Richard Keyes was a bit upset, wasn't he? He was tweeting and saying, you know, I was there. So mm. he felt sort of, you know, as if he, yeah. he, well, he should have been interviewed. So yeah. well, he should have got some um, sort of. Yeah, I mean, those jackets, yeah. we, when, when he moved away from those kind of very bright, sort of garish jackets, he gave us one on 90 Minutes magazine to auction off. Which was rather nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was it was good, but they were they were yeah. kind of big, big bold oranges and greens, yes. weren't they? They were they were good. But Martin, we've well, run out of time, sadly. What a shame! I was yeah. about to mention Frank Sidebottom. Which oh, and that was, was yeah. Like, I think Frank Sidebottom's cameo was was <laughs> Always like to see Frank. Oh, Brilliant, it was great. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you're back at one a.m., Martin, aren't you? Ridiculously, yeah, one a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and um, you can be reflecting when you're on tomorrow. It'll be all be post Radicano. They'll be phoning yeah. in. It'll be yeah. If she wins, oh. certainly you'll have a bottle of champagne now. So uh, the champagne will be on ice tomorrow. Marvelous. Thank you, Martin. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. We'll do it all again on Monday, reflecting on the uh, Premier League weekend. I hope you can join us. Um, have a good one. If not, the podcast will be available at around four thirty, as always. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.